0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Great crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and addressed them. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Which of you wishing to construct a tower does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if there is enough for its completion. Otherwise, after laying the foundation and finding himself unable to finish the work, the onlookers should laugh at him and say, this one began to build but did not have the resources to finish. Or what king marching into battle would not first sit down and decide whether with ten thousand troops he can successfully oppose another king advancing upon him with 20,000 troops. But if not, while he was still away, he will send a delegation to ask for peace terms. In the same way, any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. The Gospel of the Lord. If anyone comes to me Without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. This language seems harsh to us, but the crowds who hear Jesus might have recognized that Jesus was quoting Deuteronomy 33, where Moses blesses Levi, the faithful one, who is broken with his kin He said of his father and mother, I regard them not. He ignored his kin and did not acknowledge his children. Jesus is warning those who wish to follow him that discipleship demands that we leave behind even those whom we love so that we might become part of a new family and walk faithfully in the way of Jesus. God called Abraham, Lek Laha, in Hebrew, Go forth from your country, your kin, and your parents' house, to a land I will show you. If this were merely a physical journey, the Bible would have said, Go forth from your parents' house, your kin, and your country, rather than the other way around. Reversing the order makes this a spiritual journey letting go of the limitations, biases, and conditioning that defines you, whether it be nationalism, ethnicity, race, gender, religion, or the conditioning of your parents. Only when others no longer define you are you ready to see the land God wants you to see. Anytime we start something new, it means, by necessity, that we have to give something up. A man shall leave his father and mother and cling to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. As exciting as it is to start preschool, it also means letting go of one-on-one time with mom. For the new to come forth, something must die. For transformation to take place, something must be left behind. The seed is no longer exactly what it was. It has left its seedness behind to become a flower. It has left its hard husk behind to become vulnerable. None of you can become my disciple, Jesus insists, if you do not give up all your possessions. The original Greek could also be translated all your possessing. None of you can become my disciple if you do not give up all your possessing. We see this wonderfully detailed in Paul's letter to Philemon. This is the only letter we have from Paul that is written not to the church, but to an individual. Philemon, the head of a house church, probably in Ephesus, had a slave named Onesimus. Onesimus means useful. Onesimus is useless to Philemon right now because he has run away from his owner and come to Paul. With Paul, he has become a Christian and is like a son to Paul. He is very useful to Paul. Paul is using the language of kinship, which we share by virtue of our baptism. Onesimus is my child. Fathered by Paul during his imprisonment, baptism changes everything, as Paul articulates in galatians three verse twenty eight There is neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free person, not male and female. for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Paul is not challenging the institution of slavery itself which was a common practice in imperial Rome. Instead, Paul calls us to form an alternative community rooted in the covenant of a God who led us out of slavery, who cares for the poor, the widow, and the orphan. Paul is urging Philemon to set Onesimus free. This would be an economic loss to Philemon, But here is Paul's argument, so that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother. At the Last Supper in the Gospel of John, Jesus is preparing his disciples for his death and resurrection. The disciples had been at home with Jesus. He had been their companion, the center of the community. But Jesus must disappear if they are to be not just with him, but at home in him. It is for your own good that I go, because unless I go, you will not receive the Holy Spirit, the paraclete. When our children go off to make their way in the world, they basically say to their parents what Jesus said to his disciples, Mom, Dad, It's better for you if I go away, because unless I go, I will always remain your child, your son or daughter. But if I go, I will come back to you no longer a child, but an adult, and bring with me children whom you can welcome as your grandchildren. I often say that mothers give birth to their children twice, once as infants, and a second time. As adults. This doesn't make the loss any easier, but this is what paschal dying looks like letting go in order to receive. Here's another way to see this. There was once a sculptor who worked with hammer and chisel on a large block of marble. A little child who was watching him saw nothing more than large and small pieces of stone falling away left and right. He had no idea what was happening. But when the boy returned to the studio a few weeks later, he saw to his surprise a large, powerful lion sitting in the place where the marble had stood. With great excitement, the boy ran to the sculptor and said, Mr., how did you know there was a lion in the marble? The sculptor imposes nothing but only frees what is held captive in stone. Discipleship is something like this. It does not work by means of addition or acquisition, but by release, of prying loose, of letting go of the need to have our life circumstances be in a certain way in order for us to live or pray or be deeply happy. With enough of this stone removed, we begin to see a figure Rising out of the stone, the emerging figure is our life as Christ.